Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Let's do it. You're wearing this shirt I got you. Yeah, I realized, like... I'm in darkness again. We were having a lot of trouble with the lighting before we started recording, but now I think we're gonna just have to power through. Yeah, so it's, you know, different time of year, the lighting, you know, for the window is different, and Mm. anyway, but I realized right before I joined, I was like, you and Zach both have the same shirt, but the thing is, you both have short hair, and so mine strategically covers. Oh no, I didn't think of that. Yeah, it didn't occur to me until, like, right before I joined. So I guess, like, in the future, I'll have to, like, make sure I have my hair back or yeah. something like um, that <laughs> to the publics. Absolutely love that for you. But, um, I don't really know, like, our first point of discussion isn't, it's not a question, it's a point of discussion. And the point of discussion is really just that I'm becoming worse again. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know that song... Mary on a cross that kind of popped off on TikTok a little while ago. No. Cute. Okay. Um, <laughs> so that makes this. Your, your birthday card that you sent me pointed out I am old. You're vintage. <laughs> according to the card. I was trying to be nice about it. But then the inside says, never mind, you're old. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't resist. I'm sorry. Um, anyway. The song popped off on TikTok doesn't really doesn't necessarily matter. It just makes it slightly harder for me to explain. But the song happens to be by this band called Ghost, mm-hmm. which is this kind of like hard rock, pop, metal type band, I guess I would describe it. But I started like I actually finally listened to a full album and like the band has lore. Like they all play characters and there's stories for those kids. Like, I, I'm i getting really into another annoying, weird thing, is what I'm telling you. Okay. And, like, just to show you how, like, goofy and ridiculous this is, here's a little clip from one of their concerts on TikTok. Concerts that they call rituals, by the way. Sure, of course. Um... Yeah, so you just take, like, you take a look at that. I will link that in the description for anyone who also does not know what I'm talking about. But, um, I can, I can feel myself about to get really annoyingly into this because I'm so gonna go check out all of the, like, backstory and ridiculous fun stuff. Doesn't that just look like a blast? 
Yeah, so it's not just music, but it's also, like, performance. Exactly, exactly. It's extremely... Th- actually, I was kind of making this joke to Kyle the other day, because he's a bit of a, like, closet metalhead. And you know that you know that meme where it's, like, the two arms together? Like, the kind of handshake thing, but not quite? I don't think so. Fair enough, whatever, doesn't matter. The joke is that... <laughs> It is essentially a Venn diagram type joke of things that people might not automatically think would have a lot in common, but I was like, musical theater, GF, metal, BF, theatrics, albums that tell stories, makeup, choreography. Yeah. Yeah. I'm loving that you guys rocking out on tenor sax. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I'm a huge fan. So, um, yeah, that's just- I'm becoming worse. Once again, I- I'm really, really loving this goofy-ass Halloween vibe pop metal. And the ironic thing is that um, this guy I, like, I guess technically dated um, was really into ghosts and was, like, trying to get me into ghosts. And then he ghosted me. <laughs> but he was now... trying to tell you something. <laughs> but, but now I'm, like, getting into it of my own volition. So maybe if he hadn't been a dick, yeah, we could have really had something. Yeah. But. So yeah, that's just yeah. a fun little life update. Sometimes people push too hard, like, to get you to like something. And... No, 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 no. I, and, like, I was here for it, but yeah. then he just stopped talking to me. So oh, like, so you didn't have a chance to like it? No. No. I was kind of like, we, you know, maybe we could have had something. But, you know, that's on him. Yeah, because especially, I feel like, with music, once you get past, like, the, the major mainstream type artists, like, the odds of finding somebody that's that likes the same kind of music you do is mm-hmm. challenging, unless you, like, get them into that music, and even that's, like, a bit of a crapshoot in terms of, like, will they actually like it? Yeah. Yeah, no, I feel that. Oh, actually, speaking of music, I went to go see that Bowie documentary last night, Moon Age Daydream. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Yep. Absolutely loved it. Um, which is just kind of another movie recommendation from me, because we get those a lot around here. But yeah, highly recommend. That was great. And it makes me really want to watch, um, there's a couple, like, sort of documentaries, but they're essentially just, like, filmed concerts of his, but, like, there's, like, it's not like they just pointed a camera at the stage and, like, let it rip. There's a little more, like, there's a bit more substance to it than that, but there's one from, like, the, the OG, like, Spiders from Mars tour, and I'm like, ooh, I should watch that. I feel like you should create, like, a little graphic with accompanying jingle that pops up when you make a movie recommendation. Oh, I should. You know, a little something like, Bridget's movie recommendation. Well, there you go. I'm just going to clip that. <laughs> Use it. <laughs> That'll be great. Um, so, yeah, that's essentially it. I'm becoming worse and I saw a movie I liked. What's going on with you? Oh, um, nothing. <laughs> I wasn't prepared to be asked that. (laughs) What do you mean my friend is asking me what's up? Yeah, I panicked like it's a pop quiz or like there's a lot writing on this and there's one right answer. Like, nope. I don't know. Yesterday was my birthday. Yay! You don't have to tell people how old you are. Yes. And I, somebody actually came in my office and asked me that, like a student asked me that and I was like, no student has ever asked me. He was asking me all kinds of questions about myself, and I'm like, "Who are you?" Yeah, it was very wild. But 
um, I did have someone ask me, oh, is this like a big decade birthday? And I'm like, no, but which decade did you think it was? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like that's a dangerous thing to ask somebody. That is a dangerous know? thing to ask. I guess they could have also asked, is this like a big, like, it feels stupid to say half decade, but those are the ones that people tend to turn up for, like, yeah. like the, the, the zeros and the fives. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they could have asked it, like, if, whether it's a big birthday, you know? Yeah, okay, I guess that's, yeah. a, that's a slightly yeah. better way of phrasing it. But it's like, it could have either been a compliment, where they think I'm younger than I am, or an insult, where they think I'm younger than I am. <laughs> I don't know if it's either... that much of an insult numerically at this point. Yeah. Not, I mean, I'm not that far off, but that's a that's a big number. That is fair. That is 100% fair, and I will probably feel the same way when I'm at that point in my life, but... I remember small. I've told you before, when I turned 30, I was, like, devastated. <laughs> it's hard to... T- like, obviously, it's just a number, and you're not really that it much older. It is just a number, although I am, like... Because my last, like, two birthdays have been COVID birthdays, and they've kind of sucked. Yeah. Um... If I don't get to turn up for what people seem to think is supposed to be the last fun birthday of your entire life, which is bullshit as far as I'm concerned, but if I don't get to turn up for that one... Are you talking about your next one? Yeah, the upcoming one. Okay. The, the, the 25. I was going to say, because I didn't know which one counted as the last fun birthday. I assumed you were talking 25. But... Yeah, people generally seem to think that that's the last time you're supposed to, like, that the la- like it's the last time that it's fun, which again total bullshit enjoy your entire life but yeah if i don't get to have the biggest turn up possible to make up for the last two years for my 25th birthday i'm gonna be devastated you have your own place now you could have a party i know but i don't have friends well you just have to plan it in advance and then the friends will have to travel yeah okay I mean, you're, it's a little bit of a tricky time of year, your birthday, but not that tricky. It's doable. Yeah, okay. All right, yeah. We'll we'll figure that out. I have, uh, I have a couple of like, <laughs> bottles of vodka. Beautiful. Thank you. I'm honored. Um, anyway, I don't know if you've looked at the document yet. It really doesn't matter if you have, because there's nothing that requires any form of advanced thought, especially not this first one, because... It is based on an image, and the image in question, when you see this, I just, the questions I have are, why, um, where, and what? Not necessarily in that order. It looked at what you had in the Google Calendar event. Which it's, you it should be the same. Ooh. It should be the the first one. But I'm gonna I'm gonna pop that link in the um. You changed it since I looked. Oh, so then never mind. I'm putting the link in the Discord chat right now. Well, now I'm looking at it, but because like there was a different question originally when I looked at it, and I was so confused as to how it was. Right. No, no. Oh, here, from here. I can click on the link from the calendar event. Yes, you can. Oh, yes, this appeared in the group chat. Um, yeah. What? Where? Yeah. Why? I feel like we need a lot more information. <laughs> which is why which is why we're talking about it, because we have none, so we can speculate a lot. But, um... <laughs> yeah, 
shall we describe the image for the people? Yeah, go for it. If you have, a, if you think you have a fun way of um, painting that picture for anyone who's listening to this audio only and can't, obviously we'll be linking it, but who can't um, look at the image right this second. Yeah, I mean, so what we're looking at is a picture of a porta potty. It is taken clearly from the doorway facing the back of the porta potty. Uh, which I would say, this kind of looks a little bit more spacious than some porta potties, like slightly, but. I feel like it might be a handicap accessible one. Uh, perhaps, right. Possible. Um, you know, but other than that, pretty standard porta potty. You got your seat, you got your urinal, your teepee, your hand sanitizer, but. What sets this image apart and brings so many questions to mind is that in the back wall, there's a wall sconce. Yeah. That is casting a very nice illumination yeah. over the porta potty, creating like interesting areas of cold light and shadow. So very dramatic. Um, and the accompanying tweet with the image says, Seen a lot of crazy shit in the last few years, but nothing prepared me for a sconce in the porta potty. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, honestly, uh, my my immediate reaction to that would be the exact same. Like, I must document this because nobody's going to believe me when I tell them. So not really being able to picture it like very accurately, like the true like romantic nature yeah. of it. <laughs> like it's good lighting is the weird. Like it's genuinely good lighting yeah. is the weird thing. Um, I mean, is it though? Because if you, I guess, it, maybe it partially depends on the kind of day. I'm assuming it's nighttime based on how dark it is, even though it's clearly standing in the doorway. You would think mm -hmm. the door would have to be open, right? So, Unless he's in some kind of venue where it would be dark inside, like a concert. Um, possibly. Well, you wouldn't typically have porta potties indoors, though. But, like, they, somewhere, like, like they would have their own bathrooms. I mean, they would, but I'm thinking, like, SPAC, where everything is kind of has a big indoor-slash-outdoor type vibe. Where it's, like, sheltered, technically, but perhaps not enclosed. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Well, but regardless, it's clearly, in some way, dark outside of yes. the, the porta potty And so I'm trying to imagine using a porta potty at night... And where you're just expecting, like, well, it's going to be dark in here. That's going to be unfortunate. And, and then, then you open it. Yeah. And then do you think, like, oh, good, there's lighting in here. Or do you think, oh, no, this is very creepy. And there's going to be a creature coming up at me from the depths of this porta potty. Because that's <laughs> I didn't the kind even of think of that. But that really kind of is the vibe. I'm not going to lie. It's a spooky vibe. It is a spooky vibe. Which, like, maybe that's appropriate for, like, some sort of, like, hollow like Halloween festival outdoor event yeah. right but that's what that's where all the questions come from like he doesn't say what kind of event this is i mean i also did not explore the replies to this tweet because i didn't want it to be answered before we could talk to talk about it yeah all i saw was uh, another tweet of his below that just said insanely romantic but beyond that i didn't okay fair enough yeah but like depending on <laughs> depending on the kind of event it could be more or less appropriate right because like what if it's like a fancier event and they're like well we have to resort to porta potties for whatever circumstances so let's at least make them fit the vibe of the event and also my, like I, I think how is probably a valid question here as well because like that's got to be battery powered right yeah it's got to be and i don't know how it's attached to the it's crooked 
It is crooked. I think it's funny if it's command strips. <laughs> I think that just really, like, adds to the, like, we're doing this with duct tape and a dream, but we have to make it fancy somehow. Oh, wait, you can actually, there's, like, little screens above it you can actually see out of. It is outdoors, but it's not totally dark. You can see blue sky. Interesting. I hadn't noticed that before. Um, what if it's, like, an outdoor music festival, but it's, like, classical music? Ooh, like, it's an yes, orchestra. That would, that would fit. I think that would definitely fit the vibe. Again, perhaps some sort of outdoor Halloween event or a renaissance fair. You've got... Mm -hmm royalty vibes at a renaissance fair as far as i'm concerned yeah but yeah no a single image raises so many questions and yeah again the instinct to take it like again who would believe you otherwise yeah i mean the reason i was thinking about the thing of like would you be grateful for the light or would you be creeped out i, I was thinking about it because you know, the, the Ragnar Relay a few weeks ago, right? I've used uh, used a porta potty that weekend, like, more times than I probably have in the last five years combined, because that's all there is. Um, and typically when I've used a porta potty at events, it's been, like, daylight, mm -hmm. you know, like a wine festival or something like that. And it didn't occur to me that when I went to go to the bathroom during the night run portion of things at, like, you know, one in the morning, that it's, there wouldn't be a light in the porta potty. Right? It never occurred to me. Thankfully, I was covered in, um, like, glow bracelets, and I was wearing, like, a flashy vest to be visible, you know, out walking around in the dark. So, so that you are was your own light source. That's nice. Yeah. But, like, yeah, the sconce, it's necessary if it's that dark in there, because I can't imagine if I hadn't had those things. Like, oh, yeah, no. Was... Uh, memories of having to get up to pee in the middle of the night at summer camp. And, oh, like... yeah, yeah walk to the bathrooms in the pitch dark and just sort of be like well this is my life now yep yeah something about the porta potty though just because they like they gross me out so much more than any other kind of bathroom and for some reason i'm always convinced that i'm gonna drop something down there like even if i don't have any loose things on me to drop like i will find a thing and i will drop it <laughs> i don't know how it defies logic but uh, and I'd given a friend of mine at Ragnar a bunch of glow bracelets. that she's like, thank you, they saved me, because that was my only elimination. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Holding your wrist out, where's the toilet paper dispenser? Right. Um, so the sconce, is, it's a nice touch. Yeah, I mean, thanks, I guess. Yeah. Were there, did they explore other options first? Did they just happen to have that laying around? Were there multiple porta bodies, and did all of the porta bodies have a sconce? So many, yeah. so many questions. So many questions. Frankly, we could probably. Hmm? Did they come from the porta potty company? No. That one I feel confident in saying that was a personal choice made at an event. How do you know? Actually, yeah, you're right. Is the thing. How do I know? It just doesn't fit. It feels like it would. That was a stylistic choice made by the event organizers, but I can't know for sure. Yeah. Um. Could probably keep talking about this, but I have other things that I would also like for us to get to because I think they're also funny. But one last comment that I would like, I, I like to imagine the yes, person who put the sconce. I like to imagine being the person who put the sconce on the wall. Like, how hard I would be laughing. <laughs> yeah. Probably, Actually, probably this, that just reminded me. 
um, years ago, um, I only, I'm, I'm only recently not living with my parents, but this event that occurred while I was still living with my parents was years ago. Not that I moved out years ago. Um, but our street, like they had to dig up pipes that were underneath the street on the block that I grew up. And like, it wasn't just like a, oh, we'll like, you know, take out the little concrete square, do what we need to do, you know, patch it up into, like, it was a big ass deal. They had to replace a lot of pipes and stuff. So they had construction crews there, like, really often for, like, weeks around December. And it was before Christmas, and they had a uh, porta potty for the construction workers, like, up at the corner of the street. So what my mom and my neighbor did was they, like, got, like, dollar store Christmas decorations and, like, put tinsel all over it. And, like, a bunch of stuff like that. And then the next morning, they, like, when they, like, went, you know, went down for their coffee in the morning, all the construction workers were there, like, taking pictures of it. So I can imagine being that person because I yeah. have seen that person in action. You've got to create the ambiance. Precisely. You've got to create the ambiance. Oh, man, We're my mom's going to be so happy I shared that story. Like, actually... Because I think that is a pretty pretty good example of of Kathy being a very fun a very funny lady. Wait, so we can we can move on yes. to the next the next question. A, a lot of these are visual today, which is yes, probably pretty annoying of us as a podcast. But you know, sometimes images they just they raise very good questions. Um, there's a picture of a dog. The dog has its back paw, it's on like one of those like baseball, mm -hmm. like benches, like bleachers, risers, whatever you want to call them, but it's got its back paws on one, on one, on like on a seat, and it looks like it's sitting, but then it's leaning forward so that its front paws are touching the place where your feet would go, and it's standing. And then it's resting its chin on the next, like, riser up. So is this dog sitting, standing, or laying down? Discuss. Standing. <laughs> standing. It's over. <laughs> End of discussion. Okay, fair enough. Um, I, d I don't know. I feel like the yeah. answer can't be laying down, though, and I don't know why. Well, you can't be laying down if, you, like, your legs are supporting some of your own body weight. Okay, so we're gonna say that's- <laughs> that is right out. Yeah, like, it, I'm- if I rest my head on my desk right now, I'm not laying down. You're so right. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so it's not laying if down. I do this, You're so right. But is the dog that. sitting or standing? Now, my justification for why I think the dog is standing, the front paws are obvious, right? Because they're normal, yes. rigid paws. But even the back paws, if you look at them, like, his butt isn't on the ground. Or, you know, on the bench. Mm. At, at um, you make an excellent like, point. Yeah, it doesn't even look like he's fully touching any, with anything but his paws. Yeah, hmm. I never thought of it that way. I think you might be right. I want to say he's standing, just in a just a really weird form of standing. Yep, yep, yeah. The um, the back paws are standing just like the front paws. The like the knees are just bent more. Oh, 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think of it as the equivalent of like, what if we were like crouching, you know, like you do sitting on your heels. Oh, you know? yeah, you're still standing. Yeah, you are still technically standing. All right. I was not expecting that. I mean, again, we have more stuff. It's not like we're like running out of content, but I was not expecting an answer for that one to come particularly easily. I know. That's why I was like, standing, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> I have a point by point argument. Honestly, I love it. He looks so content with himself, though. Yeah, no, that's that looks very comfortable. Like somehow. he looks like he's really chilling, and I and for that, I I love him. I'm very happy, happy for him. Moving right along. Oh, actually, I don't think this one is visual, but it's a, there's a tweet, but there's, there's no a picture. tweet, but there's no picture. So we'll be we'll be reading that. Okay. This one I put in here specifically for us because I know that we are going to have thoughts, TM, because mm -hmm. of who we are as people. The question, or like the tweet that raises the question is thus. In class today talking about tropes and plausibility, an undergrad blew us all away with a casual, quote, it's unreasonable to assume a character knows what genre they're in, end quote. Which, ugh, I always forget to turn this off. Whoopsies. Which I personally think... It's kind of genius. Because, like, yeah. yeah. I I think the, the follow-up tweet that she sent out is important as well. Ooh, I didn't even read that. Below it, it says, And that, e.g., is why the lone girl goes down to the basement alone to check out the weird noise. I was literally just going to say that, like, the prime example of, like, characters not knowing what genre they're in is, like, the horror movie thing. Because we all think, like, oh, nobody would ever do that. But, like, they don't know. They don't know they're in a horror movie. Yeah, think about all the time because especially like with the horror genre, right? So I, you know, I've ha lived alone for the majority of my adult life. And so I'm constantly hearing weird sounds or like every once in a while I'll be in the shower and I swear I hear thuds somewhere in my apartment. And I'm like, well, can they at least let me put a towel around myself before they murder me? <laughs> that actually does remind me of that tweet that's like, if I get murdered, if I get murdered, do not prosecute that murderer. That is on me. They caught me slipping. <laughs> Which, like, valid. But, but, I mean, that's the thing, right? So, like, if you live alone, there's gonna be weird noises, and you're not gonna, like, run away from your home every time you hear noise. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of just are like, I mean, if this is how I go, then this is how I go. Yeah. There, I think there's another definitely... excellent example of that is the musical because I absolutely hate when people are like, "Oh, it's not it, like it's it doesn't make sense for people to start singing." I'm like, "That's because they don't know that they're in a musical." Yeah, it's just how this works. Mm-hmm. And also, again, um, sure, let me be salty towards my stupid ex-boyfriend who couldn't grasp the concept of storytelling through song. The whole thing with musicals is that when the emotions get too big to talk about, you sing about. And when they're too big to sing about, you dance. Why does this not make sense for, like, the sphere of media that we are in? Mm-hmm. Like, just could not wrap his mind around it. He's like, oh, but it doesn't make sense. I'm like, uh. Yeah, I definitely hear that one a lot. I mean, it does, though. Anyway. I what? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I watched a movie with my parents while they were here over the weekend. Oh, do you tell one movie? Uh, Inheritance? 
It came out like 2019, I think it was, but it just showed up on Netflix. I think it's in the top 10 on there right now. Don't know it. Continue. Now I'm trying to think about how to say what I was going to say without providing a spoiler. I mean. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. In, do you think it's something that I'm really, that I would, like, really enjoy? Um, not particularly. You'd probably be fine with it, but not. Okay, go for it. Spoiler alert, I don't care. Spoiler alert for those listening slash watching the movie inheritance um i mean so the, the basic plot of the movie like i'll try to do this as briefly as possible is that this girl's wealthy father passes away and he leaves her this key to this like shelter like bomb shelter type thing underground in the middle of the woods and she has no idea why so here's the the spoiler part of things is that she goes down there and finds that her dad has been keeping this guy prisoner down there with the chain around his neck for 30 years. Cute. Yeah. So that's all the information about the plot that's necessary. So my stepdad um, kept getting very upset <laughs> because when she goes down, she's supposedly this like do-gooder type person, a lawyer who like fights for people and stuff like that. But when she sees him, the first thing she does is not let him go. But is to ask him a few questions and then leave. And so my stepdad was so upset 
that like well she's supposed to be a good person like why wouldn't she just let him go right then and there and he refused to acknowledge the complexity of emotions you've got to feel in that moment yeah and also like you don't know if they're a murderer yeah like, yeah, you don't know who that person is, why they've been holding them. I mean, you if you trust and love your father, you got to think that there's a reason why. Yeah. There's got to be a good reason for it. And, you know, and also, like, how overwhelmed would you feel? Your father just died, and yeah. this is probably the last thing you expected to see. Precisely. Like, here's the thing. The Joe Kelly awesome. is a very chill man. I would like to think that if he is hiding somebody in an underground bunker, it's for a damn good reason, and I would wait to find that out before I just let some dude go. Well, and that's exactly what I said to my stepdad. He's like, well, I would never hold anybody like that. I'm like, that's not the point, man. <sighs> but it's like, but I think it's it's very related in that we try to apply, like, the logic of our current circumstances and this outsider perspective mm-hmm. to things. Yeah. But it's very different when you actually are experiencing it. And what the movie makers are doing is, like, writing things in a way that is consistent with the reality of that setting. Mm-hmm. Rather than our reality of sitting on a couch and making judgments. Precisely. Because, like... And, I mean, this is often an example of... Quote-unquote jokes having aged horrendously poorly but like in so many comedies it's like 99% of the stuff that happens like is a crime yeah like the things that people do to other people especially like in older comedies where like people are being gross towards women but not even necessarily just that like like you know if it's just like something where like you know people are like playing pranks on each other or whatever like some of those are like crimes like you cannot do that in real life yeah I um I used to love Revenge of the Nerds, and then I tried to watch it again semi, not not really semi recently, even a few years back. And, you know, yeah, they hide cameras in a sorority house to watch the women change. Yeah, like, that's a crime. <laughs> and in, yeah, and see them nude and steal their underwear and stuff in a panty raid. It's like, god, yeah, oh, I forgot, like, all this stuff, and it's just... Yeah. And, like, even, like, Animal House, like, yeah, there's stuff in it that's definitely, like, super gross and aged insanely poorly, but, like, other, like even the, like, quote-unquote harmless stuff that happens in there is, like, not stuff you can get away with in real life, so you just suspend your disbelief because it's a comedy. Oh. Like, that's yeah. just the world of the film, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's the point, is, like, unless they are very intentionally trying to, like, recreate, like, real events, right, they're creating like um what's the word for like a biopic or something like that where you need to have you know realism with the real world Uh, otherwise just assume that it is their version of the real world in whatever way that may coincide or differ from the actual world or like what we do in the shadows like yeah it's a comedy and there are people getting killed left and right Mm -hmm. but like that's the world of like, you know, the movie version, for example. Like, that's just the world of the movie. Death is funny and inconsequential. Deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I... I have definitely had, um... Similar conversations with many different people in my life. Um, I used to date somebody who got very upset when things, like, didn't seem consistent to him. 
or didn't seem to map on what he thought was realistic in a situation. It's like, it's a movie. If you want reality, go out. Literally, that was Andrew. And it was infuriating. He's like, oh, that's not realistic. It doesn't, you know, that gun doesn't fire that many bullets. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I'm not watching this movie to learn how many bullets a gun can hold. Yeah, no. Like, I'm not <laughs> I'm not watching this because, it, like, again, unless it's a documentary, unless it's a biopic, unless it's something that's, like, really trying to depict real events as faithfully as possible for whatever reason, unless it's that, that is not what I'm here for. Which, to be fair, though, I do understand that some people, it can, like, take them out of the experience when they notice those yeah, things. Yeah, like, if have... it's, like, part- like, if it's stuff that's, like, particularly egregious and, like, genuinely takes you out of a story, and, like, I can't even necessarily think of a great example of that, like, right this second, but, like, that's one thing, but just, like, anything that people, d- like, I can't watch movies with people like that where anything that's, like, not quote-unquote realistic, according to them, like, ruins the entire thing. Yeah. God, it's so annoying. But also, even if that is the case, if you're extra sensitive to those kind of things, just don't bring it up and ruin it for other people. <laughs> yeah, no. Mm. Like, my stepdad just kept asking, like, oh, she's supposed to be such a good person. Why did she let him go? And I kept listing reasons, and he'd be like, no, that stuff shouldn't matter. I'm like, I'm sorry, have have you ever had a relative die who then left you a key to a bomb shelter in the middle of the woods where a man who has been held captive for 30 years is sitting? Yeah. No? Huh. Whack. Then who um, are you to say what's realistic in terms of behavior? No, for real. Um, <laughs> oh, God, what the hell else was I going to say? Robert. He's not going to listen anyway, but... <laughs> it's whatever. I mean, I'm not apologizing for being slightly mean about a person I once dated. Yeah, but this is somebody I have an ongoing relationship with. He is family. This is true. This is very true. Um, I feel like I had something else that I was going to say, but it's not coming mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I mean, I feel like you and I have had our share of trying to read too much into movies. Oh, 100%. It's, it's a <laughs> no. disease. It's a disease that we both suffer from. Like, that's sort of our uh, our version of it, in a way, that we want things to make sense. But that's not, like, criticism, necessarily. That's just us enjoying trying to puzzle things out. Oh, I was just going to bring up the Napoleon Dynamite thing with my mom again. That she doesn't get why it's funny? Yeah. Or, like, that she doesn't get, like, she's just, like, she's like, I just don't get it. I'm like, there's nothing to get. Yeah. Like, this just is the universe of the movie. It's weird. It's offbeat. It's... Wow. It doesn't make sense, and it's it doesn't make that much sense, and it also doesn't have to. Yeah. This is just what's happening. It's fascinating the way that stuff works. I mean, with humor, it's often you either just, you get it or you don't. You think it's funny or you don't, but no explanation's gonna make and it actually, different. the funny thing I've kind of noticed with having older parents is that boomers cannot seem to grasp any absurdist humor that they are not the originators of. Hmm. Because like Monty mm-hmm. Python, extremely absurdist, and honestly, so much of that, so much of Monty Python, like you know, if you write it, like if you just like if you just write out some of the sket- the skits, like they read like shit posts from like you know Twitter, Tumblr, various forms of social media. They like read like something that some like you know maybe gen like 
it has a lot of similarities to like kind of like Gen Z absurdist humor. But when my sister and I try to show our like my parents, like there's this video, there's this TikTok. This is so buried so far in my legs. I don't know if I'll ever be able to find it. But it's this guy pretending that he doesn't know what a car is. And like my and like my I went, we showed that to my mom and she's just like like I don't get it. It's just stupid. I don't get it. I'm like or like showing that to my dad and that would be the same reaction. But if that was a Monty Python skit or of some guy pretending that he doesn't know what a car is, he would be all over that. Essentially candid camera. Precisely literally. Like again, it's the it fascinates me the way that like Again, like my, my parents just don't understand any absurdist humor that their generation is not the originators of. Yeah, it's very interesting to me, and it kind of doesn't work both ways because I enjoy the like I enjoy the absurdism of, you know, Monty Python that sort of mm-hmm. era of comedy. Yeah. yeah, I wonder if it has to do with the format of things, you know, because yeah, TikTok I mean- is youthful and you know like maybe that's it but like it's just a video yeah yeah but i mean there's i don't know i can sort of see just being baffled by like the briefness of videos on there or you know i don't i don't know i'm trying to i'm trying i mean you might be right but also the one i'm thinking of does go on for like a solid 45 seconds yeah, but I mean, but like Monty Python's gets on Flying Circus are usually several minutes or this like- This is also very true. Um, and they have time to really kind of draw out the humor and I don't know. Again, that's that's just a guess. That's all I got. Yeah, no. I mean, and you might be right. And maybe I'm like, the fact that it isn't as short as like a Vine, for example, where it's like you have six seconds, like no, no room for deviation. Like, those are kind of even harder- to explain or like yeah. to have someone who isn't a, who isn't quote unquote a digital native get because like I have showed my mom TikTok videos and she has laughed so like you mm-hmm. know not impossible yeah but I don't know again explaining why things are funny is impossible just a yeah. thing I've noticed essentially is it's very dependent at least for my parents, whether or not they're going to find something funny, it's very dependent on when it's from and, like, the platform that they are being shown it on. Yeah. Yeah, uh, my mom almost never thinks things are funny when I think they're funny. Sorry, I'm just thinking of a stupid-ass TikTok that my sister and I showed my mom, and she did think it was really funny. It was this guy who was doing, like guy makes a video and i'll try and find it again super deep down in my legs but it's this guy who's like you know makes making a video of himself at target he's standing in the like feminine products aisle he's like cutting between like himself staring wall of items himself staring wall of items and then he picks up a box of tampons and they have the l and r on them <laughs> pretends he's calling his girlfriend he goes babes your cooter rider <laughs> My sister showed that to my mom and she thought it was hysterical. So, like, the gap can be bridged, is basically what I'm saying. Yeah, I've thought about that. The letters. That's very, very good. But also, that, it is, that is literally what it is like sometimes when you tell men to go do something. 
Yeah. yeah. Like, that's what it is. Did you not notice, like, the S? Like, that would have, uh, really done a wrench in the gears. Oh, man. The thing you mentioned about, like, the guy pretending he doesn't know what a car is really is making me think of Candid Camera, because... Um, there's actually a clip from that show that I used that in you my class. Use in class. And it's the one where the, yeah. <laughs> the car is like perpendicular in the garage. Well, it's... Oh, no, that's a different one. I've used... <laughs> a different one. Um, also car-related, though. But there you go. there's one where they have a woman in a car, but they've completely taken the engine out of the car. And Interesting. so where they... And so she's going to a garage, and the garage is on a hill, so she's able to just coast down to the garage and, like, pull in. And she's like, I'm having some engine trouble. It it stalled out, and it just won't start again. And so they open the hood. And there's just nothing. And she's like, "Uh, ma'am, you don't have an engine. And she's like, what? I mean, I I drove here. You drove here? Could it have fallen out or something? And it's like That's it, so it is dumb. It's so funny. Yeah. yeah, I mean it. It really holds up. I think it's hilarious. So much of that stuff does because there's something so very funny about just like just messing with people in like ultimately very harmless ways. Like you're not being like abuse. Like you're not being mean or cruel to anyone. You're just making people really confused, and that's always funny. Yeah. Well, and then in the end of it, they tell them they're in candy camera and they think it's hilarious, you know? So it's, you know, um, fun fact, originally candy camera was on the radio and they didn't used to tell the people. So it would just end with, and that was it. They were confused. (laughs) How was it on the radio? I mean, because you would, you would have the audio from that, right? You could have the audio where you tell people the engine pulls in, you can hear the things they're saying. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. I feel I like the vision is elevated, though. Yeah, I'm blanking out what the original- I know what the original name is. It'll come to me. But, yeah, just just a fun fact. It's hard to imagine that cutting off about the little jingle of your own candid camera. Fascinating. That's twice now I've sang a little thing today. Honestly, I love that. You're probably a significantly more capable singer than I am. <laughs> Terrible. Interesting. We're gonna have to discuss that. Not on the podcast, just as yeah. people. Um <laughs> Oh actually speaking of songs, our last question is um mm. what makes a song and this is from a tweet that I will be linking because I love to give credit where credit is due. Um, but what makes a song cross the line from guilty pleasure to cringe banger? And I think we have to start by establishing definitions for both of those. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I've literally never heard the term cringe banger. Uh, obviously, I've heard them both both words, but not It is together. recent. I would say a cringe banger is a song that technically should be embarrassing, but it is so, like, it just slaps so hard that it, like, kind of comes back around. So that's different from a guilty pleasure? In, in that... that hmm. The only thing is that I know that they're different, and I can point it out when I see it. I just don't know how well I can define it. I guess yeah. a cringe, so a cringe ba- banger. A cringe banger. 
you're not necess- you're not embarrassed to show it to other people or you're not as embarrassed to show it to other people as a guilty pleasure because you know that it is that good that even if it is technically quote unquote embarrassing whoever you're showing it to is going to agree that it slaps okay so a guilty pleasure is worse because it's a, something you're supposed to be embarrassed about and you are in fact embarrassed and you are a little embarrassed about it the cringe yeah. banger it's like this should be embarrassing but it just it fucks too hard yeah yeah okay okay got it yeah i mean so i guess that in that case the defining characteristic that distinguishes them is how good the song is yeah right because if it's a genuinely good song who cares if you're supposed to be embarrassed Mm -hmm. but sometimes we like things where we know it's like yeah i know that's not actually a good song but i still like it anyway yeah okay yeah yeah so i would say the actual quality of the song is what makes it cross the line from like, yeah, this yeah. isn't actually that good, and I know, I just, I just you know, yeah. I just think it bops, versus maybe this should be embarrassing, but it fucks too hard for me to actually feel any embarrassment for enjoying this whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, so I guess, like, what distinguishes it is really just your personal assessment of whether it's actually a good song or not. I would say so. Yeah. Or, like, how musically competent it is, because, like, whether or not you like a particular genre, there, you can technically evaluate music objectively in some ways, whether it's, like, this is hard to do, and it takes years of practice to be able to play X, Y, and Z. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to making an assessment of music, movies, any of really anything, right? There's the cognitive component and the affective component, mm-hmm. right? It's like the thinking assessment where you can acknowledge whether something is well done, even if it's a genre of music you don't like, you can tell like whether they're skilled at their instruments or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But the, the effective part of things where it's like, how does it make you feel? Do you actually enjoy it? And there's plenty of music that I can acknowledge is really good, like classical, for example, like, yeah, but do I enjoy it if I sit down and listen to it? No, I get bored. <laughs> you know, so they don't always coincide. Likewise, there's stuff that I really enjoy that is garbage. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. Actually, yeah, I actually... I'm gonna... Let me look through my Spotify, because I'm gonna pull... I'm... I'll embarrass myself. Fuck it. What cringe bangers and what guilty pleasures do I have going on? I actually have a Spotify playlist called Shame with an exclamation point, which Love is specifically it. something I'm ashamed to like. Oh, hit me with it. Guilty pleasures. So I think it's not a very long, it's like a really short playlist because I put it together and then I never went back to it, but it only has like five songs on it. Love it. Um, but like in the category I would, uh, on that list that I would put in the cringe banger would be The Climb by Miley Cyrus. Oh, 100% cringe banger. I freaking love that song. Absolutely. I, it just, it fucks too I'm hard. Miley Cyrus, but that's, nope, I don't care that song It's is. too good. You know what, honestly, I'm gonna put Timber is a cringe banger. Oh, interesting. It goes too hard. It never occurred to me to be embarrassed for liking that. Well, no, that's not true. I am embarrassed. <laughs> it goes, it goes too hard for me to be truly embarrassed, therefore it is a cringe banger. The sheer number of times we listened to that when you and Zach were here to sing Jimberton. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, excellent yeah. meme. Excellent meme. All right, what's a guilty yeah. pleasure that I have, though? Yeah. 
but there's 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 actually at least one song in there that I can think of that I j- just do not want to ever admit. Okay, well you're telling me when we're not recording. I'm actually trying to find that playlist. It's probably really far down because I haven't looked at it in a long time because I forget what else is on it. Oh my god, why do I have so many playlists? You do have a lot of playlists. You can see my playlists? Girl, we're friends on Spotify. Oh, but I thought I had it, like, set that people couldn't see them, so that's interesting. Oh, there it is. You might have some public ones and some private ones. It's possible. (laughs) Party in the USA is also a cringe banger. It just goes too hard. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I have Millie Vanilli on there. I loved Millie Vanilli growing up, but that's cringe banger territory. You think? Are, Are you... Are you familiar with the music of Millie Vanilli? Not really, no. Well, that's that needs to be changed. We will get there. Um, but yeah, not, please remember that I was not alive for the most of the 90s and was not cognizant for any of them. Well, one of the reasons why it's such a particularly notable artist is not necessarily the music, which is excellent. I don't, I don't care what anyone says. It is the story behind the band, and it was all over the news and stuff at the time because... Um, Basically, they didn't think the actual musicians were photogenic enough, so they hired a couple of models to lip sync, and it was this huge scandal when it came out. Wait, what? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, it was a huge thing, and they were like my favorite, this is actually more 80s than 90s, and they were my absolute favorite band. That's insane. Yeah. So they, I mean, the two guys they hired were super hot. Again, they were models. They didn't even speak English. They were just listening. <laughs> As though they were the ones who wrote it. Um, and then you see the actual artist, and it's like these older people. I think I think all the members were black. I mean, the, the models were black as well, but... So at least they didn't, like, whitewash them. But still, it's... That's insane. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have to listen to a Millie Vanilli song. No, oh my god, we are, we are 100% going to do that. God, why am I having yeah. so much trouble finding a guilty pleasure? Uh, do you want me to tell you the song on that playlist that I'm most embarrassed of? I mean, you don't have to. Is it, it is uh, musically related. Like, as in related to a musical. I couldn't get that word correct. Because <laughs> there's not really... I couldn't say musically... Wait. And maybe this is just me, like, being a shameless individual. Yeah. Why I'm having so much trouble finding something that I consider a guilty pleasure. It is, a um, mine is a song from the Mamma Mia movie. When All is Said and Done. Partially sung by Pierce Brosnan, terribly. See, that's a great it song. It is a great that no, not that rendition of it. <laughs> not that rendition of it. Everything exactly. ABBA has ever produced is, first of all, perfect and should never be considered cringe by anybody. But if anyone's considering it cringe, it's a cringe banger. Yeah, yeah. That version no, that is yeah. a fancy pleasure. Specifically that version, because objectively, it is not good. They oh, did no, not 100%. do it. Like that. But, but I, I also, still listen to it for some reason. I just absolutely love, like, the whole vibe of that movie in particular, that, like, all of these, like, super big-name famous people were just, like, drunk on a beach in Greece for, like, three months. Like, yeah. 
I wish I had been involved in the filming of that movie. Holy shit, everyone was having a blast. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, it comes through so much in the fact that it is objectively not a good movie, but absolute 10 out of 10 for vibes. I am so wrong about my Shameless. There's literally three songs on it, and I've named all three. Because there's the Mamma Mia song, there's the climb, and then the one Millie Vanilli song. <laughs> oh, Ghost Rule. There's a guilty pleasure. I really underestimated that. That's like a super weeb ass guilty pleasure of mine is the song Ghost Rule. I will mention there's a part of me, and this is gonna make my, me sound bad, that's a little bit. Um, pretentious about my music right because i tend not to listen to popular artists you know i got oh my, i know my you're very... my own. <laughs> this you know? isn't news to me yeah but because of that if i ever listen to like a well-known famous artist I'm, like embarrassed because i don't want to lose my my cred oh my god okay so it's, it's not gonna sound bad but <laughs> so but to me that sometimes puts things into either cringe bang or Guilty Pleasure territory. Ooh, guilty Pleasure. There are a couple Casey Musgrave songs that I like, and I'm not sorry. I mean, I am a little bit, which is why it's a Guilty Pleasure, but, like, the song Butterflies by Casey Musgraves is fucking adorable. I don't give a shit. As you know, I have um, a Sia album on vinyl. Yeah. So that's one where I'm like, I feel like I shouldn't like her because she had some popular songs, but that's an excellent album. Yeah. So that's generally where I put guilty pleasures. It's like, mm, I, I shouldn't like a famous artist. Ridiculous. <laughs> Can't help it. I would say that I'm the one, which is like DJ Khaled, Justin Bieber, and a bunch of other rappers, like, if it did not bang so hard, it would be a guilty pleasure, but it fucks too hard. It's a cringe banger. Mm. It simply slaps. So yeah, I think what makes it cross the line is how competent it is. Yeah. Ver- not even necessarily competent, because there are some songs that are not complex to play necessarily, but they just slap so goddamn hard. So it's essentially like... Competence is one thing that can push it over from Guilty Pleasure to Cringe Banger, but there's another mm-hmm. part of it that's extremely objective. Yeah, well that's why thinking or about subjective, that... subjective, rather. Yeah, that distinction between, like, the cognitive and affective parts of things. It, like, they share that affective mm-hmm. component where, like, you enjoy them, you get good vibes from them, but the difference is that cognitive assessment where it's like, I assess this is actually being objectively good, yeah. people are just wrong about it, mm-hmm. and then this is objectively not good, Yeah, as is the case with all is said and done. <laughs> from the Mamma Mia movie. You know, honestly, I think that's a... I think that's a solid assessment by both of us. Um, I'm actually got well, I'm not technically cutting this off really because we have been going for 55 minutes, but I am gonna end us pretty much right on time because I'm going to see mm-hmm. Greta Van Fleet in like an hour, so I gotta go get ready for that. Oh, right, 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 yeah. <laughs> exciting, exciting. I am really looking forward to this. <sighs> so this will be a good time, but we'll be back again uh, next week. As always, friends, we appreciate each and every single one of you. Thank you for fighting with us, and we'll see you then. Adios.
This week's episode of the Fighting with Friends podcast was hosted by Bridget Kelly, Zach Calderon, and Dr. Sarah Brooks. You can find other episodes of the podcast on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, or your other favorite listening platform. Follow us on Twitter at BridgetKelly98, at Zach Calderon, and at And Sarah Said. Rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Like, comment, and subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitch and join our Discord community using the links in the description. You can also help support us via the Acast supporter feature, or consider donating to our Patreon. Thanks for listening! Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.